Praise the Lord, and God bless you, people of God, on this Friday afternoon. Just thanking God another time for being able to come before you in the presence of the Lord by the way of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just giving another word, amen, that the Holy Spirit will have me to bring before his people today. This is Apostle Faye Hartfield with um, To Repair the Breach, Healing and Deliverance Ministries out of Atlanta, Georgia. And we are here today, people of God, amen, as saints of God, amen, to hear the word of God, to act upon the word of God and do what the word of God is telling us to do, amen. I thank God for that and I thank God for this opportunity just to come before you again and thus said the Lord by the way of the Holy Spirit. Let us take this moment to pray, amen. Father, we bless you and we thank you and we give you praise and we give you glory. We give honor to your name because you're God and you're God alone. I thank you, Lord God, for every opportunity, Lord God, that you give us to speak your word, Father God, to use us as a spokesman, as a watchman on the wall, Father God, to be able to declare your word to your people, Lord God, that they might be saved, that they might hear the word and be obedient, that they might, Father God, hear the word and act upon what your word is telling them to do, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare right now, Father God, that you said in your word that every tongue will confess and every knee will bow. And so, God, I thank you now, Lord God, that we have this opportunity to hear the warnings, God, to hear what your word is saying. Take heed to the warnings and make those changes in our life, Father God, that we will see you again when you come back and when you part the skies, Father God. I thank you right now, Lord God, because we are that church, a church without a spot, wrinkle, or blemish. And Father God, because we are, are Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Those things that you said that will keep us out of the kingdom of God, we will not do, but we will share your gospel with others, God, and we will let them know, Father God, why it is important to continue to warn the people of your coming judgment. And I thank you right now, God, because you are declaring, Father God, still in the land, Father God, holiness and righteousness. And Father God, we just thank you right now, Lord God. We thank you that you are the God, you're the living God, and that you are, Father God, uh, causing us to seek your face, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And even as a songwriter, has told us, Father God, that we need to seek your face, Lord God. We seek you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, in every endeavor of our lives so that we can, Father God, in the name of Jesus, be in right standing with you. And so we thank you for that, and we give you praise, and we give you glory, and we give you honor in Jesus' name. And we just say amen and amen. To God be all the glory. God bless you, people of God, as I said on this Friday afternoon coming before you with the word from God in Jesus' name. First, I would like to thank um, WKBY 1080 for their part in making sure that the broadcasts are getting out um, into the atmosphere. The word is going out into the atmosphere. Last week, we had some te uh, technical difficulties, which I pray are being corrected. And, you know, sometimes things happen. Amen. And so we are... We're just uh, being patient as, as those things are being corrected. Amen. I also want to let you know that um, on this broadcast, God has given uh, me uh, a continuance from last week where he's talking about those things that keep us out of the kingdom. And today the Lord has given me this, why is it important to warn the people? <laughs> 
of his coming judgment. See, because people of God, and even in one of the scriptures of this broadcast, it noted every single scripture from last week. And that's how I know when God confirms his word and what he wants us to talk about is he'll cross-reference it to the things that he wants us to say in this hour as well. We're going to be reading out of Ezekiel 33 and I want you to know that even on last week's broadcast, after I had listened to it, and um, um, it was so profound, and I opened up my Bible, and I was talking to the Lord, and I opened up my Bible, and it opened right up to this very particular uh, passage of Scripture. And I was just saying to the Lord how we have to warn the people, so many people's responses to last week's uh, broadcast as to... You know, where that was a good word from God and and what they needed to know on what would keep them out of the kingdom. Amen. And the reason why God is saying these things to us is because he's given us warnings. Isaiah 58, it says, cry loud and spare not, you know, warn the people of their transgressions. Amen. And this is what God told Ezekiel to do. God told uh, Jeremiah, tell the people to amend their ways and their doings. Amen. He stood right in the gate. He stood right in the vestibule as people came into the house of God to worship them, uh, to worship God. Amen. And he told them to tell the people to amend their ways, you know, to change what they were doing, to stop the idolatry, to stop all the rebellion, to stop the living immoral, to stop doing all that they were doing and then come into his house and lift up their hands and outwardly praise him with their mouth, but their hearts were far from him. God is telling Ezekiel the same thing. He says, warn the people. Amen. So we're going to start at Ezekiel chapter 33, and we're also going to be going back to Ezekiel chapter 3. But at the same token, I just want to read, amen, and as God give me uh, what he wants me to say, I'll be speaking the word of God, amen, from the way of the Holy Spirit, amen. In Ezekiel 33, starting at the first verse, it says, And again the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon the land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchman, and if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, that he blows the trumpet and warns the people. Amen. Then whatsoever heareth the sound, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. And he heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning, his blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh the warning shall deliver his soul. But if a watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. And this is what Ezekiel uh, uh, was saying. The watchmen, you know, as they saw the destruction coming, and if they did not warn the people, 
they will be responsible for their blood. This is number one, the reason why it is important to warn the people of coming judgment. First of all, you don't want the blood on your hand. If, if God has given you and commissioned you as a watchman on the wall, as a priest, as a pastor, as an apostle, as an evangelist, as whoever in the fivefold ministry, or even you as just lay members, amen. God said if the watchman saw destruction coming and did not warn the people, he would be held responsible for their blood. Just like now in the kingdom of God, where he's talking to the prophets and the preachers who does not warm a lukewarm church of coming judgment, they will be held accountable and responsible for the people's blood. And this is why, people, it is important for us to give this word as God has given it, however uh, doom and gloom it may sound. Amen. It is for the good of the people that they know what God is expecting. Amen. Amen. And not only is it, like I said, for the fivefold ministry, but it's for the people that are in the church as well. It says to a great extent, all believers have the responsibility to witness to the loss. Amen. We're to tell people when they are, when they don't know Christ and we're to go out and evangelize and to be a witness to the lost so that they will know about Jesus Christ. Amen. As, uh, uh, as a Lord, as Lord and Savior, and that he could be their Lord and Savior if they repent. It is also to help fulfill the mission task given to the church by Jesus when he talked to him in Matthew uh, 28 and 19, where he said, all power has been given that you will go into all of the land and to uh, uh, preach the gospel and to teach the people uh, uh, and preach and teach to the people about Jesus Christ and him resurrected. Amen. And it says, we will have to give an account to God if we refuse to obey Jesus's commission. Amen. And so this is very important, people of God, that when we when we take this assignment as children of God, we've we've been commissioned by God, even in the book of Acts uh, in the 20th chapter. Uh, and I believe it's the 26th uh, uh, verse. And it says, wherefore? I take you to record this day that I am pure. Amen. This is what the Apostle Paul said. He said, I am pure. In other words, I am innocent without blame or guilt from the blood of men. Amen. He said, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all of the counsel of God. Amen. So what he is saying is if we as overseers, we do not, you know, take it, uh, 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 I mean, be responsible or or take into account that God has given us this commission. We can't take it lightly. Amen. So this is why we have to be uh, accountable for giving this word to God's people and not diminishing not one word from what God is telling us to say, because we are responsible for people's souls if they die for the perishing of those that are in the ministry if we do not declare the whole will of God. We've got to tell people what God is saying. We've got to tell people what God is expecting. We as overseers, 
Amen. We've got to be so united with the Holy Spirit that we carefully and tearfully and are concerned for those that are in our ministries, people of God, never ceasing night and day to warn the people. Amen. Those that have fallen away, those that are in danger and falling are truly away from God and his righteous standards. And we are to keep on leading them and guiding them and to help them and, and pointing them to Jesus as their only foundation and, and his word so that they can live and so that they will not be lost. Amen. This is why it is important, people of God, for us to share the word, the warnings of God in the name of Jesus and God's uh, come in judgment if these people don't do that which God has said. Okay, we're in the seventh verse. It says, So thou, O man, so thou, O son of man, I have set thee as a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Lord God Almighty. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's also saying again, God emphasizes again to Ezekiel that he has to be that faithful prophet, that he has to be that faithful spokesman. Amen. Hallelujah. To warn the people to turn from sin, to turn from their sins, to turn away from what they're doing, all these things that God is warning them. Amen. And to accept the salvation of the Lord. This is why God's word is so important for us to get out to, to the people today, Lord. Uh, uh, Lord God, for the people to get out so that they will turn back to Jesus and accept his salvation. Amen. This is the same commission that God gave Ezekiel today, the church, the ministers, and all of the people we must witness to all nations about the salvation of Jesus Christ. Amen. And this is why we cannot, we cannot hold back what God's word is saying. Amen. And that's why I said we were going to talk about this commission in in um, chapter three and 18. It says, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die and thou giveth him not warning, nor speaketh to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thy hand. And this is very true, people of God, because God, you know, he warned uh, Ezekiel in the, in the third chapter and also again in the 33rd chapter. And he was to be a watchman and warning his countrymen, amen, uh, for the ones that persisted in sin, for those that continued to reject God and his word. He said he wanted to warn them and he gave the warning that they would be punished with death. And so if Ezekiel failed to warn the wicked, he will be held accountable for their deaths. And under this new covenant, faithful believers of God must likewise warn those in their congregations who are living unrighteous lives, people of God, that they will be excluded from the kingdom of God and his salvation if they do not repent. This is the warning that God had uh, in the word last week, 
And when he told them this, he said, if you do not warn them uh, and they do not have that opportunity, repent in 1 Corinthians 6 and 9, Galatians 5 and 21, Ephesians 5 and 5, the very same scriptures are cross-referenced in this particular verse that they will not inherit the kingdom of God. And those who teach that believers may live immoral lives and unrighteous lives without jeopardizing their eternal salvation will themselves be accountable to God for the outcome. We must always, people of God, remember that God has given us the commission to go into all of the world and to proclaim the gospel, amen, which includes the warning of eternal death for all who refuse to repent. Mm-mm-mm. For all who refuse to repent and believe in Christ, God has made the church, amen, a watchman. And this is very serious, people of God. If God has made us a watchman to warn the people, the church, the called out ones, the ecclesia, you know, that means that we are our brother's keepers, amen. You see someone falling, you see someone living immoral, it's your job. As a servant of God, as a child of God, as a disciple of God, to warn them, amen, of the wickedness that's going to come if they persist doing what they're doing. In verse 8, it says, when I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn that wicked man of his way and to turn and his way to turn from it, and if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered your soul. Therefore, O thou son of man, speak out to the house of Israel. Thus you speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them. How shall we live then? Say unto them, as I live, said the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. For why will you die, O house of Israel? Therefore, Son of man, say unto the children of thy people, thy righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him in the day of his transgressions. As for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall thereby in the day that he turneth from his wickedness. And neither shall the righteous be able to live for his righteousness in the day that he sinneth. Amen. When God says he has no pleasure in the death of the wicked, God wants everybody to turn to him for salvation. He wants us to turn from our sins so that we will not die in them. Amen. Believers should have, uh, uh, they should share in God's desire for the repentance of the wicked. Some say, well, you know what, why would God tell a righteous man that he's going to die and everything that he did righteous, if he turned away from it, it will not be remembered again. But then when the wicked come to him, then you will save him. Oh my God. Hallelujah. That's why it says, when I say unto the righteous that he shall surely live, if he trusts to his own righteousness and commit iniquity 
and all of his righteousness shall not be remembered. But for all of his iniquity that he has committed, he shall die for it. Again, when I say unto their wicked, unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die if he turn from his sin. Hallelujah. And do that which is lawful and right. Amen. Thank you, Lord God. If the wicked restore the pledge and give again that he had robbed, walked in the statutes of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of his sins that he committed shall be mentioned unto him. But he that has done that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. Yet the people of thy people say, the way of the Lord is not equal as for them. Their way is not equal. When the righteous turneth from his righteousness and committeth iniquity, he shall even die thereby. But if the wicked turn from the wickedness and do that which is lawful and right, he shall live thereby. Yet you say the way of the Lord is not equal, O you house of Israel. I will judge everyone after his own ways. Amen. Hallelujah. So when people are saying that God is not equal in his judgment, you know, God judges everyone righteously and just. Amen. When he says the righteous who turn away from God and back to sin, he will be held accountable. Amen. And this is why God is telling us and he lets us know what is going to keep us out of the kingdom. He lets us know the lifestyles that we live that are not pleasing to him. If we do not repent, amen, if we turn from righteousness and go back to those places of sin, he said, we're going to be accountable for the sins and we will die in them if we do not repent. And so people, this is why so many people are thinking, oh, when they come to Christ, you get saved at five years old, 10 years old. And, you know, and you say that I've been born again and you get baptized, that you think that your salvation is secure. And if you go back to living in the world, they feel that they're okay. But this clearly lets you know that once you come to Christ, you've got to stay in Christ. You cannot go back and sin and go back to Christ and say, well, I'm okay, because this is the word of God. They cannot count on their past deeds. You cannot count on your past righteousness, amen, to save you. On the other hand, the wicked who turn to God and away from sin, he will be saved and none of their sins will be remembered. This is why God says that he is faithful and just to rem remember our sins no more. When we repent, when we repent of those things that we've done and have remorse in our heart and we say, Father, have mercy upon me, created me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit. Amen. And when God does that, you know, when you've turned from your sins, then he will save you. And then he doesn't remember your sins anymore. Amen. But see, when you're righteous and you're doing what God called you to do, and then you turn back to sin, you want God to remember your righteous deeds. He says, I will not remember them. You've got to come back to me. Start over. You've got to repent, turn from your wickedness and turn back to me so that you can receive the gift of eternal life. Amen. This, this, this passage 
uh, a, a verse, amen, it is talking about and it emphasizes the importance of our present relationship with God. So people, God, we have to remember that your present relationship with God is what's going to matter if you die. It's not what you did 10 years ago, five years ago, amen, not even what you did an hour ago. Amen. If you turn back to sin and especially those sins that are unto death, amen, and you've committed them and you die in them, you've lost your salvation. And so this is why it is important for us people of God to live holy and righteous before God, to walk with him as people of God, to walk in righteousness, amen, to walk in obedience to God because God's relationship requires our commitment to be obedient. Amen. So to turn away from God and his word, hallelujah, while assuming that your past faith and your good works will save us, it is spiritually fatal. It's fatal, people of God. Amen. What we mean by fatal, you can be in a car accident and someone can die. And they say that accident was fatal. I mean, that means somebody died. This is why people of God, we've got to walk upright from God because we don't know uh, uh, what's going to happen in the next se se second. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says life is like a vapor. Amen. And, you know, you see a vapor go up, you see it one minute and then it's gone. Amen. And this is the way we have to live. Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. So therefore, people of God, we have got to live our life according to the will and to the way that God has called us to live it. Amen. And that is holy and that is righteous and that is doing the will of God, being obedient to his word. Amen. Hallelujah. If we turn to God in sincere repentance and in true faith, he will accept us, amen, regardless of our past sins. So no matter what we used to do, no matter what we, how we used to act, amen, if we turn to God and we turn to God with a sincere heart and we turn to God in faith, God is faithful and just to forgive us for the things that we have uh, come to him for. And this is why, people of God, we know that God has chose us as his people and he have chosen us as his people of God in the name of Jesus to give, to give uh, the warnings to the people of God in this day and in this hour. This is why it is important for us, people of God, to continue to, to, to stand uh, in the presence of God and to be in the presence of God so that God can do what he said he would do concerning us, his people, so that the outcome of our lives and the outcome of the things that we are are doing, amen, will, will continue to be ever before the presence of God in the eyes of God and in the sight of God. We don't want God to have to say to us, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you. Amen. We want God to say, you good and faithful servant, come on in. So therefore, people of God, we've got to do this thing the way that God has said, do it. Amen. And do it in the way that God has called us. In Isaiah 58, I want to go back to that and, and uh, talk to you a little bit about what God is speaking to his people even when he gave them the warning to tell them, he said, speak to the people of God. He says, cry, um, sound the trumpet, 
cry loud and spare not. Amen. Let me get the scripture. Amen. So that we will have it exactly the way that God said it. Amen. In the word of God, because that's one thing that that God is warning us as his people of God, and that is to warn the people, and he wants the word to come forth, his word. Amen. In Isaiah 58, it says, cry loud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. He said, yet they seek me daily, and they delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. But they ask me of the ordinance of justice, and they take delight in approaching to God. Hallelujah. God is saying to us, you know, um, we, we cannot simultaneously seek to live our lives for him and come before him and say we're seeking him, but yet we're doing what we want to do. It says Judah was seeking God every day as though they desired to know him you know, and to know his ways. Yet at the same time, they were living in sin and in indifference to his righteous commands. And the same thing is happening today. People in the congregation, they are worshiping the Lord outwardly. Amen. They are appearing to delight in God's uh, ways, praising him, and they are seeming eager to know his ways. But at the same time, they are conforming to the ways of the world and neglecting the diligent study of his written word. This is why people of God, he's telling us to cry loud and to spare not, to lift up our voice like a trumpet. This is why it is important to warn the people of the coming of the Lord. Amen. It's to warn them why it is important for us to tell the people to turn from their wickedness and turn from the ways that are not of God. And I love to uh, share the word of God in, in truth because God has given these warnings in this time and in this season. And this is why we as the people of God, amen, we've got to read our Bibles. We've got to understand that God is speaking in a way that we uh, we can understand. And so this is why he told us not to reject the wisdom and not to reject the word of God. In, in Psalms, I'm sorry, in Proverbs uh, chapter 1 and in verse uh, 20, it says, Wisdom crieth out without, and she utters her voice in the streets. She cries in the chief places of concourse, in the openings of the gates, and in the city she utters her words, saying, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Amen. This is why we've got to read the word of God, because God calls us. He said, and how long will fools hate knowledge? Amen. Hallelujah. He's telling them, turn, turn you at my reproof and behold, I will pour out my spirit upon you and I will make known my words unto you. Amen. The Lord is telling us he's given instructions. He said, how long are you simple, long, simple ones? Would you love sim simplicity? How long will you love doing things the way you want to do it? How long will you continue to scorn and, and be delighted in scorning against what I've said against my people that I've sent to you? He said, fools hate knowledge. 
in the verse 23, it says, turn you at my reproof and behold, I will pour out my spirit upon you and I will make known my words unto you. He's saying, repent and turn at my reproof. Amen. When I'm instructing you, when I'm reproving you, when I am uh, trying to make known to you the right way to go. He said, turn back to me, turn, repent if you're on the wrong way, repent if you're not doing the right things. Amen. He said, behold, I will pour out my spirit upon you and I will make known my words unto you. Listen to this people of God in verse 24. He said, because I have called and you refuse, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. In other words, I have called you and you refuse to listen or you refuse to answer. I've stretched out my hand to you and you would not even regard it. You would not even take my hand. You would not even uh, allow me to take hold of you and to lead you and to direct you and to guide you. He said, but you have said it not all of my counsel and would not none of my reproof. You didn't listen to any of my counsel. It didn't matter to you. And you would not even follow my instructions, my reproof, where I tried to correct you. Amen. You, you didn't want none of that. So he says, I will also laugh at your calamities and I will mock when your fear cometh. And when you, when your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction as a whirlwind, you know why a whirlwind, it just comes up all of a sudden and it just tosses things around and around. Hallelujah. Your fear is going to come like that. Amen. Your destruction is going to come like that. And when distress and anguish comes upon you, he said, then you shall call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they will not find me. You heard me say in the earlier broadcast, when the songwriter says, seek my face and my face, Lord, I said, I'll seek. Amen. We've got to seek God's face. We've got to cry out to God. We've got to ask God the way that he would have us to go and not the way that we want to go. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. He said, for they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. They would not my counsel. They despise all of my reproof, all of my corrections. He said, therefore, shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. Oh, glory to God. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of food shall destroy them. But whosoever hearken unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. Amen. When the Lord's speaking about that calamity, it says the book of Proverbs emphasizes that God has given absolute standards of right and wrong in his word. People of God, absolute. Amen. To disregard them will bring tragic results in our lives. One of the greatest truths that we can learn in our youth is that we will indeed reap what we sow. Amen. That's why in the book of Galatians in chapter six, it said, be not deceived. God is not marked whatsoever. A man sow that same thing he's going to reap. So the eventual price that we pray for sin is anguish, suffering, disaster, and even death. If you do not repent, 
for the wages of sin is death. Amen. Hallelujah. Also, this is another word that God has given to me to share with the people of God in, in, in his word because we're living in the times that people feel that they can do what they want to, how they want to, act how they want to, go the way they want to, and have no regard, no regard for God in his word. Amen. And just like God had engrafted us in as the Gentiles and he allowed us to come in and be partakers uh, with his chosen people, amen, these Gentile people have come as they spoke about them in the book of Romans to do exactly what they want to do, amen, and act the way that they want to act. And they are guilty the same way that God's people are. I would think that someone that has been engrafted in to, re to receive the same inheritance, that we would be more mindful to accept that, oh my God, God has given me something that I would have never gotten except for he allowed it when he uh, allowed it along with his people. When they were rebellious, he decided, okay, I'm going to give it to some other people that are not deserving. Amen. And then we come and do the exact same thing that his chosen people are doing. In the book of Romans in chapter 18, starting in the 18, it said, for the wrath of God is revealed, Lord God Almighty, hallelujah, uh, from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invincible thing of him from the creation of this world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Y'all hear that, people of God? So that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, you hear this, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Lord God Almighty, mm. hallelujah. So people of God, this is what he says in the verse 22 professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. You heard that over in the other scripture, amen, where God was talking in Proverbs about the fools, amen. And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into the image, into an image, and made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and to four-footed beasts, and to creeping things. Lord God Almighty. Verse 24. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator 
who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one towards another, men with men working that which is unseemingly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornications, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy and murder and debate, deceit, malignities, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boastfuls, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing, this is so sad, people of God, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but they have pleasure in them that do them. I don't know how much plainer the word can be to let you know that these things which God has said is not of him. Amen. When God spoke to them that they abandoned, uh, that God gave them up, this is a sign of God's abandonment against any society of people, amen, that they become obsessed with sexual immorality and perversion. The term where it says God gave them up means that God abandoned their persons to intensified lust, amen, the lust of their own hearts. It denotes the passion, the lust for forbidden. This is what God's talking about. This lust that he turned them over is for forbidden sexual pleasures. Amen. And this is why, people of God, we have got to turn back to God. The stages of abandonment uh, to impurity, God giving them over to sexual uh, sinful pleasures that degrade the body. God giving them over to shameful homosexual and lesbian passions. After this, amen, God giving them over to a depraved mind, people of God. Their minds justify their unrighteous actions, and they become continuously preoccupied with the evil and the pleasures of these sexual sins. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. These three stages occur among the people who reject the truth of God's revelation and they seek pleasure in ungodliness. And God has two purposes in abandoning the unrighteous to sin, to allow sin and its consequences to accelerate as part of his judgment upon them and to make them realize that they need salvation. I pray today 
that the people of God, that they will come to their senses. And the only way that they can come to their senses is when God's spirit come back upon them to allow them to be able to repent. Amen. But when you reprobate, I don't think you have a chance to. It has to get so bad that you would cry out to God and say to God, I want to know you. I need you. Or that somebody may be interceding and praying for you. Amen. When it says that they rather believe a lie than the truth, this includes the lie, which is the word of Satan. Amen. The father of lies. Amen. In John 84, Satan is the father of lies. It just says you shall be like God's. Amen. You shall be like him. Amen. He's telling these people you shall be like him. Amen. To believe the lie is to reject the truth of God and participate in idolatry. Lord God Almighty. Lord God Almighty, in the name of Jesus, God, he's saying here, humanity has a, a, a propensity to believe the lie and seek to determine its own destiny apart from God always leads to some form of idolatry. In the name of Jesus, in this instance, it's greed, materialism. For this reason, the Bible warns us against pride. Amen. And so I just want to say to you, people of God, that it is time for us to come back to to Christ. Amen. It's come back and to um, repent and give our hearts back over to God. Amen. And to allow uh, God's spirit to reign in our lives. Amen. Again, just like uh, in verse 27, where God uh, talked about uh, how uh, they had. It said, and likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of a woman burned in their lust one towards another, men with men working that which is unseemingly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was met. And this is uh, letting us know, even as the apostle Paul was letting them know that when people have, when people or society begin to regard homosexuality and lesbianism as a standard by which we can live by that is the beginning that is the beginning of the uh, and the evidence of human degeneracy resulting in satan's lie amen and so god is giving that society over to the consequences god is giving that society over to the deception and any nation that justifies this any nation that justifies homosexuality and lesbianism as an acceptable lifestyle, they are in their advanced stages of moral corruption, people of God. And just like Sodom and Gomorrah that was destroyed, so will this nation unless they repent, unless we stand in the gap, unless we pray. This is why we have got to warn the people. This is why we've got to warn them of the coming judgment of God so that our nation will not be destroyed, so that the people in our nation will have an opportunity opportunity to cry out to God and say, Lord, what must I do to be saved? I thank God for this opportunity as a a spokesman on the wall that I will not shut up night and day, that you will not shut up night and day, but you will continue to warn the people that you will begin to warn our nation, those that are in our nation. We will begin to stand up. And even now, Father God, hallelujah, um, as there is uh, 
people of God, as there's controversy in our government, even right now on defining marriage. Amen. We, as the people of God, we've got to make our voices known right to your governors, right to your councilmen in government that represent your state in the, in the country. Amen. About marriage and what God says about marriage and not what the world is trying to determine marriage is because marriage is not between two men and not between two women. Amen. And marriage is not common law marriage. Marriage is what God designed it to be. And according to the land, you need a marriage license for a man and a woman to be married. Amen. And so therefore, people of God, we have got to stand up in this hour. We've got to believe what the word of God says, and our voices are going to make a difference. Amen. The Bible tells us to sound the alarm. Amen. Sound the alarm. Amen. And so that people will hear what the Lord is saying. I want to pray now for those that don't know God and the pardon of their sins, that they may know him. And for the backslider that has backslidden this according to Ezekiel, because all of their righteousness that they have done will not be remembered again. So, Father, I thank you and I praise you, God, in the name of Jesus. We come to you in this hour. Thanking you for your word today, God. Thanking you for the salvation of your people. Thanking you, Lord God, that you died on Calvary, Father God, on that cross. And that you rose again on the third day and that you are alive. And Father God, I pray that, God, because you are alive and you're sitting at the right hand of the Father, even right now, making intercession for us, God, that you will send, Father God, in the name of Jesus, into the land of wind of refreshing, God, that your people will hear this word. Word, Father God, in other words, like it, Father God, they will repent and they will come to know you in the knowledge of their sin and in the pardons of their sins, Father God, and they will give their lives over to you, Lord God, and when they cry out to you, God, that you will forgive them and they will repent and be converted so that their sins can be blotted out, and we thank you in the time of refreshing, which is now, that your people, Father God, would have a way back to you. I thank you in advance, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for those that are in a back state that they heard the word of God that father God if they turn from you Lord God and they've been warned by this word father God that their righteousness that they did father God in the past will not matter to you Lord God but they need to repent so that you can blot out their sins father God in the name of Jesus father I pray for the wicked man for those that didn't know you for the lost father God that when they repent that you will never remember their sins again but that you will renew them you will restore them and bring them into right standing with you. And God, I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus for your leaders everywhere. God, I pray for spokesmen. I pray for men and women that they will rise up and that they will come with boldness, Father God, to speak and declare your word. And that when your word goes out, it will not return to you void, but it shall and will accomplish that which is sent out to do. And according to Psalms 107 and 20, your word was sent out for healing. Your word was sent out for deliverance. But today, God, we send it out to heal but we send it out for deliverance in the land to deliver your people father god from their sinful ways and from their wicked ways for the ways that will cause them to be condemned father god in the name of jesus so lord i thank you now i praise you now and i give you glory now father god because it's you and you alone that is worthy so we give you all the praise all the glory and the honor and father i thank you in jesus name hallelujah i thank you lord god for the word hallelujah today and you said if my people pray god so father we're going to pray we continue to pray in jesus name for what you what we need in this country for people to turn from their wicked ways and turn back to you 
for you to heal the land, Father God, and we thank you for that in Jesus' name. God bless you all, people of God. Thank you for this Friday afternoon spending these moments together in Jesus' name. I thank you for all that have heard the broadcast that you will share with somebody in Jesus' name. And we give you all praise, all glory, and all the honor. God bless you. Have a great weekend.